Report in. Red 10 standing by. Red 9 standing by. Red 3 standing by. Red 6 standing by. Red 9 standing by. You're listening to the Ion Cannon Podcast. Laugh it up, fuzzball. Your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away. This is it. He laser clickers. Welcome to the Ion Cannon Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Stephen, and I'm joined by my friends and co-hosts, Tom and William. Today, we're here to talk about Season 1, Episode 7 of The Bad Batch, titled Battle Scars. Uh, no pun this week. I got nothing. So, uh, no announcements either. Tom, why don't we jump straight into the rundown? Sure. Tonight's episode is Bad Batch, Season 1, Episode 7, Battle Scars, directed by Sal Ruiz and written by Jennifer Corbett. In this episode, as basically the Bad Batch, traverse a decommissioned medical facility, the Batch encounter an unexpected threat. I, I find that funny how that's like the middle part of the episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You this know, is a, these synopses are like so horrible. And I like, know. It, to be clear, it doesn't matter. I think we're probably the only people that like actually talk about them in any notable way. I agree. Uh, but this does nothing. Okay, so, yeah. so to be fair, I, I get their point of view where they don't want to spoil people, right? And I think in the past, some of the, like they did this with the Mandalorian too, but in previous shows, sometimes like they had very spoilery uh, synopses, and it and it, you know, it so I know people were like upset at times, and so they've taken them to such an opposite ext- extreme where. They are so generic, <laughs> you know, it could be, it could describe almost anything. Like they take a job or they go on a, on a mission or, or whatever. In this case, because this episode is a, a kind of unexpectedly a big episode, mm-hmm. um, they, they kind of have to describe the middle part of the episode. Cause they can't even talk about the, the beginning of the episode without spoiling anything. Uh, yeah. and so, yeah, it's, it's a, it makes for a very weird description but i i get why they're doing it and i appreciate at least they're trying to avoid spoilers even if it kind of means nothing and and i appreciate it too but try being the guy who has to read these (laughs) they're hard you know and and the easy thing they could have easily put in there as a synopsis okay so sid calls tech goggles again which i thought was funny that that's going to be his nickname going forward yeah yeah so okay so picking up from last week we were talking about last week how the bad batch they they met up with Trace and Rafa. They gave Trace and Rafa the data in the uh, tactical droid's head. Mm-hmm. And because the, the droid head was destroyed, they basically failed the mission. And we talked about the end of the last episode, how it was kind of too bad. They didn't really address it. We were curious to see how Sid would, would react to them failing the mission for the first time. Well, turns out we actually don't get to see that at least not initially. And they, they jump forward quite a bit to the end of the next mission or some, some unknown point in time. And maybe there's multiple missions in between these episodes and we get a, a nice like escape sequence as they're, they're trying to return from another job and, and uh, get back to Ord Mantell. And that was, that was surprising to me. I, I like the misdirection because if I remember watching the commercial for this cor- uh, correctly to see those three ships firing on theirs, it kind of had a feeling there were, fleeing from let's say other clones there was something about it when i saw it that made it Mm. feel like that they were they got caught up by other clones and they were being chased by them and they were trying to get away did not think this was a hey 
we're going to go find this lizard thing that somebody told us to go get and bring it back to Sid because it's part of the, it's part of our mission this time. Yeah. And, and, you know, obviously they, they, they did it, but they, it's, it's not enough. Right. And, um, uh, thankfully they did actually address though the fact that they failed the previous mission and they did it in a, in a kind of a roundabout way right where they they returned the the lizard named Lucy to um uh to Sid and Sid's basically like hey you still owe us a lot of of, of you still owe me specifically a lot of credits and so your debt's not paid and mm-hmm. and she, that's where she kind of referenced hey that tactical droid would have helped but you failed to bring it back and that's it that's it so at least they Thankfully, they did address it, um, but yeah, no, uh, they didn't. It was it was different than expected. Also, I don't know. I was almost getting like a almost like indentured servant kind of vibe from, from Sid. Like you, you, I own you now. You know, <laughs> um, which was a little bit surprising. I can never tell she's if she's not, like ominous or not. You know, uh, not ominous, but I I very much read it as the batch has. They don't understand how the world works, yeah. And they've they're finding digging themselves a hole without even realizing it. Mm-hmm. And it seems like Sid's the one that's going to be taking advantage of that for as long as she can. Because remember, she did pull up her data pad saying, "Okay, you uh, you owe me for uh, docking berth, for fuel, for weapons, for um, Montel mix. Like how many cases for the Montel mix? Okay, which that that was." That was funny. Go ahead. Yeah, in, in, in at least in in her in Sid's defense, they did kept putting the Mantel mix on her tab. Like everything else, I was like, maybe I thought initially maybe she was like jacking up the prices on them or trying to, uh-huh. you know, those, those situations where people they make a deal and they just can't quite pay in full now, right? And a lot of times, that's uh, it's because like you know it's portrayed as the you know whoever they owe is you know not giving them enough money and they can't they can't make enough to to. Uh, to pay back their debt and that sort of thing. And they're kind of stuck there forever. Mm-hmm. In this case, Wrecker and Omega are constantly going out and buying Mantel mix and just putting it on Sid's tab. Uh, so I guess that, that like, that's their fault. At least uh, I can't speak to everything. Oh, else. absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it did set up a nice dynamic between the two though. You know how they have their, their ritual post mission celebration. And, and it also pays off later in the episode. Yeah. Because it makes this part of the episode when he gets to the further part of the episode, hurt that much more to see what's happening. Oh boy. And hurt, hurt. It does. Yeah. But first, go ahead. Steven, what did you think of the return of the man himself? Rex? I was, I was very happy. Uh, I was actually weirded out for a moment because I was in this place where like part of my brain was in like Rebels Rex and part of me was mm-hmm. in pure Clone Wars Rex. And it's neither. Mm-hmm. And and it, it was neither. And it, it took my brain a moment to catch up, but I, I really appreciated it. I think honestly the biggest surprise is, and it's for the, it applies to the episode as a whole, but like we, was it was it just last episode where we get the tease about who uh, Roth and Trace are talking to? And mm-hmm. now we have the answer. Yeah. Um, I've... I was so worried we would be waiting for weeks and weeks for that to pay off. But no, we got it now. And it's fantastic. I'm excited to see Rex make an appearance here already. Yeah. Yeah. And and you you took the words right out of my mouth because it did take that bit of a click to kind of like, believe it or not, I was expecting kind of old Captain Rex or at least 
him without the full armor on front and just the armor on the sleeves. Because when you look at the hologram that we saw in the last episode, you only got to see that little bit on the on the arm. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of thinking the same thing. I didn't expect him to be in full kit. But the, the thing that I really appreciate... Well, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I just... Since you mentioned his kit, I it's been a while since I've watched Rebels. I thought Rex was implied to still be in touch with the Empire when we find him in Rebels. I agree, because that was the one thing I found fascinating, is they supposedly have him uh, KIA. Mm-hmm. And I do remember in Rebels that it was it was inside their, I'm going to say their motorhome, that it was Wolf, Gregor, and Rex, or it was Wolf, that did contact mm-hmm. the Empire at a certain point. And Rex was there, and they knew he was still alive. I, in my brain, I kind of had it as like veterans retirement almost where like yes. the Empire knows where they are, but they, it doesn't really think about them very often. Yep. But now I'm wondering, was it was it only that like did they know specifically about Rex or was it, you know, Gregor or one of the or uh, who's the other? I, you just Wolf, said the name. Uh, and yeah. I already Wolf. Forgot. Wolf, Wolf. Thank you. I you wonder that- if that was. Maybe that's what it was. Is they didn't know about Rex specifically, but you know. You may be right, and I, I hope in this show they connect the dots. They're not not everything, you know. You don't necessarily show everything, but right. I, I I still to this day I'm just a little bit confused about you know, or not necessarily confused, but unclear as to their exact situation mm-hmm. in that Walker mobile home type thing. Yeah, in in Rebels, you know, it's. Okay, I'm I'm like. I want to continue down this thread. The uh, other thing that I find very interesting is when we see, so at the very end of the episode, Rex is on his communi- communicator mm-hmm. talking with someone. I'm going to assume it's Ahsoka, but it, it could be anyone. Um, and he, when he talks with Hunter, it's very clear that Rex is still actively protecting the Republic. Yep. Which, yeah gets very close to, you know, an alliance to restore the Republic. <laughs> but when we see Rex and Rebels, he doesn't seem to be involved really at all. So what happened? So that's something that we're probably going to have to find out at some yeah. point. Yeah, because to your point, Stephen, Rex even says something to the effect of like, I'll meet you at the rendezvous by the next rotation. Like he's clearly yep. doing something. He's off somewhere. Yep. You know, he kind of while they leave things open ended at the end of the episode where, you know, they might come back, uh, you know, Hunter's like, Hey, Rex, let us know if you're ever in a bind. Rex says, hopefully you'll, you know, join us someday once things sort out. Um, cause you know, Hunter, his, Hunter, Hunter's like, Oh, our priorities are basically Omega right now. But mm. it was implied they'll, they'll, they'll come back again to regroup at some point in the future. Rex is off, and it's, it almost seems like his he's done for a, a while, for a few episodes. I, I don't know. Yeah, it that's a that's a good question. But but here's the thing that that I was thinking about after the end of this episode. Also, going back to the commercial, you do see that venerator with the engines on at some point, because it was in the commercial fully. Those things were mm. on, and you know, at the end of this episode, I don't think they're getting off the planet anytime soon. Because they were found out, and the the person persons uh, the the record guild record guild or whatever said go alert the empire. So scrappers, yeah, did scrappers, yeah. So that's the thing. Did Rex actually get off the planet at that point? 
could he still be there? I think Rex probably did get off planet, and I I suspect the next episode will bring back uh, Crosshair. Yeah, and we'll continue. We'll kick off that plot again effectively. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the other, that's the other thing I was thinking is if right now they found this venerator with the um, medical center in it, um, this would be their perfect opportunity to get the chip out of Crosshair's head, because if that venerator gets destroyed. How are they going to get, if they're ever going to get the chip out of Crosshair? That's a good point. I I guess I assumed that they had left the planet. There's a lot to talk about. I'm really excited about it. We'll dive into more. Just like, I assumed they left the planet and, and we're done, but maybe not. I don't know. I think the, I'll preface by saying I loved this episode. That being, that being said, uh, as much as I loved the episode, I, I worry that maybe they've kind of, I feel like the show is just starting to pick up steam again. And then they took yep. all the wind out of its sails. Really? Yeah. Specifically, like, you know, they're building up this whole thing with, you know, with, with Wrecker and his, his, uh, uh, the, the chip malfunctioning. Uh-huh. He's got the headaches that we were talking about. We, it's, as you said, just a little while ago, Stephen, you thought we all thought it was going to be multiple episodes before they addressed this. Mm-hmm. And, yep. uh, and, all of a sudden, you know, Rex comes in and they they address this in in all the ways we had hoped they would, right? Or many of the ways. Um, but it's resolved in the episode. We now know who Trace and Rafa's contact was, the big cliffhanger from the end of the last episode. And not only right. was it Rex, he kind of like walks off. And, and that's like, where does this... Sh- I feel like they're, they didn't... I wish they'd had a little bit more of a hear like hint what's going to come next week right and, well, and instead i feel like they resolved everything and they could go back to a bunch of standalone episodes next week and it would be it would make total total sense right I, and so i feel like they were just starting to pick up momentum and then mm-hmm. they wrapped up everything too neatly but there's still the momentum of omega and then i still feel going into the next episode they're still going to be on that planet yeah i th- for me, this is was the lead up to a bunch of momentum. Yep. I, they wrapped up the wrecker piece a little bit more rapidly than I mm-hmm. expected. Um, I'm actually, I'm curious how this applies to Crosshair as well. Right. Because my my preconception was wrecker like throughout the next probably five or six episodes, wrecker would get increasingly more so as he takes additional head trauma. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he, you know, goes uh, or all order 66. We've got an episode two of them trying to discover a cure. And then it's up trying to apply the cure to crosshair. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, yeah, and it all happened. Circuit, like that could right. theoretically happen next episode. That, yeah, exactly. But, yeah. All of that, I feel it like could but, have taken four five, six episodes. And they they uh-huh. they crammed it into one episode from the from the teaser on who's hired. Tra- who Who's at? Who's this mysterious figure? You know, could it be Ahsoka? Could it be Rex? Could it be Bale? Who knows? Could it be mm-hmm. to like how you figure out what's going on with record, how you deal with the emotion? I, I loved it all. And that, I, I have to, right. I want to say that again. I loved this episode, but I just feel like it was all wrapped up a little too quickly and a little too cleanly. And I okay. wish they just dragged it out a little bit more because I honestly don't know where they go next. Whereas I okay, feel well, like a lot of times we're watching, we're like, ooh, ooh I can't wait for next week because they're going to answer this. They're going to have another cliffhanger. And it was just all too perfectly wrapped up. Mm -hmm. but you have to admit with this episode when they were in the bar and they first saw Rex and then Rex saw him with the headache thing and Rex instantly was sitting there reaching for his blaster because 
he doesn't trust the batch because he knows that inhibitor chip. And he asked them flat out, are your inhibitor chips still in there? Okay. And you could tell Rex was just like, look, you know, it, it had to be wrapped up in this episode because he even said it himself. I don't want to kill or see any more of my brothers die in so many words. Okay. Because of this chip, it had to be done in this episode. But I also think the way they've been writing this episode, it is building on something because also you still need to figure out, as I think William said, who hired them to go get that battle droid head? Okay. What is the story about Omega? Okay. They had to get the inhibitor chip out of the way because I think at a certain point to have Wrecker keep grabbing his head, keep bashing it, I have a headache. At a certain point, that's going to get old. And I, they, I, you could make an argument that it has already. We've now had right. think, four episodes in a row where Wrecker hits his head, clutches it, and it's it has been increasing. Yeah. Right. And, and I, in this episode, I, they, they handled it perfectly by introducing Rex. Sorry to cut you off. By introducing Rex and have him sit there with the total worry on his face, blaster in hand, ready for all hell to break loose with the inhibitor chips going off. So, well, I think the, the thing I'm very curious to see is if you feel the same way at the end of the season when we do a recap episode versus today. Yeah. Because I, my initial reaction is the same. It feels like they came to this plot point faster than I expected. Uh-huh. But that's also because in my, in my mind's eye, this was a plot that arced over the entire season. We may discover that they've got much bigger plans to handle mm-hmm. in the second half of the season, in which case, sure, getting this out of the way didn't end up messing with the flow at all. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I think in that case, all they would have done is said, like, I, I think it could have been done over over multi, multiple episodes, multiple bigger part of the season. If they have bigger plans, awesome. I can't I can't wait. Um, I feel like all I would have wanted at the end of this episode is a little bit more of a tease around, like, what's coming next or... Or I don't know. I just, I just, it felt like a lot of the really int- most intriguing plot points they've kind of resolved, and then all that's left is like, okay, there was some mystery about Omega, but it's not really front and center right now. There's obviously the thing with Crosshair, but they've kind of dropped that for like the last four or five episodes. So there's not a lot of um, weight behind that plot point yet. They can easily pick it back up again. But again, it feels like a different, like a switching gears so almost. Do you read the the shot at the end is uh, a portent of crosshair showing up or probably probably like I, but would, I don't know would you feel like there was a better lead into the next episode if it was actually crosshair behind the uh, you know uh, binoculars I know they're not binoculars but I'm, the name is escaping me <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Um, yeah I know what you're talking about would would that have felt like a better lead into the pre- next episode versus no. what we actually got. I don't know. I mean, I guess you're right. Like no. they did try to tease that with the, the scrappers. I, I feel like they did a well, lot I'm of not, that. I don't know. I don't know. I guess I'm not I, disagreeing I, with you. I it's, I'm wondering like, wait, if it didn't quite go how they would have liked, where, where is the place where it was missing a little bit? That's what I, I'm curious about. Cause I agree. It, it does feel like it wraps up very quickly and it, I think it could have done with a slightly stronger, uh, teaser given how you know it, it feels like we're about to go into something much bigger yeah so I think- yeah and, and, or like at least keep I don't know I guess I, I guess it's a little disappointing that we I feel like they've been maybe it's a, a, a I'm sorry I'm kind of working through this as we're talking through it I it also just could be that I get the sense that they're they definitely are very episodic in in what happens, right? And like mm-hmm. they'll they'll bring characters back, and they're only around for an episode, and they're gone. We have the Fennec Shan episode, and she's gone. And we have the Trace and Rafa episode, and they're gone. And we have the Rex episode, and they're gone. 
And I just, it, it feels like it just kind of like more like starts and stops. And each episode might be great, right. but it doesn't feel like it has a continuation to the next, like a nice, smooth continuation. I think that's what I'm missing. Again, these are very think, minor complaints for an episode that I absolutely adored. So I, I might be coming I, I across a little more harsher than, you know, than I, than I mean. Uh, See, I, what, yeah. Okay, here, here's what I find fascinating. I have so far been enjoying these episodes because I think for me, I look at the overall arc. And somehow with with this show, it's it's got that feeling to it compared to Rebels. And Rebels did have that overall overall arc. Clone Wars had you know the overall arc of the Clone Wars, but it had its individual episodes you know in between or or story points in between. This one to me seemed like when they plotted out Bad Batch, they literally plotted out. And this is my feeling: every episode from one to the end. And and I. That's I've been enjoying this because I somehow feel like they're building to something, even though this one wrapped up pretty quick. Steve and I kind of agree at the end of this episode, if it was going to lead into Crosshair, what would have been cool at the end is basically seeing, well, you couldn't have Rex at the end, but somehow there's Hunter standing where he's at, but you're looking at him through crosshairs instead of those binoculars. And you literally just see a crosshair and then it fades out. And you know that the Empire is already there or they've been tracked down. But I, I just, there's still the, who's who's hired Sid? Could Sid turn on them? Is she literally treating them as, as indentured servants? And yes, I definitely agree. The, the biggest thing I see within this, they are showing the clones are not really well versed in the world. And they're learning as they go. But then the other bigger storyline is, what's the big deal about Omega? Yeah. And I don't know the the Omega thing, and they're still teasing who this employer is. Again, they reference, you know, who this mysterious employer is, and the fact that maybe it's not a good thing they don't know who's hiring them. And so, I do think that will probably come back in a in a big way later in the season. I I have a question. I uh, so at the beginning of the episode, they were covering uh, like a monkey lizard type thing, right? Yeah, yeah, Lucy, right? I think her name was Lucy. I sounds right. Or lucky, sounds right. like one of the two. Yeah, sounds right. Began with a no. Are we just seeing Jabba fill out his personal zoo? <laughs> like that's that all. Was, the bad batches of sleep that, is really all about Jabba's I, palace. I, <laughs> I turned away for like I, I was listening, but I didn't see what the, what specifically the animal was. And they, I heard them refer to it as a lizard. And I wonder if it was. Uh, salacious crumb that they were captured. <laughs> oh, I don't think maybe I, no. I couldn't really tell. It didn't look like it. No, it was. And it looked. If, it looked. Go ahead. I was say if it was, I would have expected to hear the the famous laugh. Um, I, but it's. I'm really trying hard not to. Right more, now. <laughs> I wonder if this is more Java, and we get a uh, more bounty hunter, you know, criminal underworld type arc somewhere in here. Hmm. Uh, and I mean, knowing Dave Filoni, there's a decent chance that Maul shows up somewhere as well. Like, let's not let's not discount that option. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, we do have the book of Boba Fett, and we saw that Boba and Fennec Shand were in Jabba's palace. So right. maybe there's some connection there. I don't know. I guess we'll. I guess we'll see. We'll it's find out tough. at some point. I don't know. Very interesting. Uh, one thing I will say is I really appreciated seeing 
being Braca here. Oh, absolutely. Uh, which is the, the junkyard planet, mm. most notably because it shows up in Jedi Fallen Order. It's introduced in Fallen Order, yeah. And now, wow. now yes. we get to see its uh, TV debut. And boy, is it gorgeous. Just, just awesome to see it again. Mm. I was wondering if we were going to get a... I, why am I blanking on the name of the character? William, help me out here. Oh. Uh, the oh, name of Cal, the character... Cal, Cal, Cal Kestis. Cal, Cal Kestis, yes. I was wondering if we would see like a young Cal somewhere in the background, but I think we're still probably a little too fresh from Order 66 for that to really yeah. be realistic. But, but just getting Bronco was oh, awesome. It is so cool. And... and it was visually impressive. The water effects in particular were stunning. The um, rust. It was just the rust of all those yeah. ships. Yeah. Also, on the very same day this episode aired, they also released Jedi the next-gen updates for Jedi Fallen Order for Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5. So I guess it was like Braca Day, right? Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was great. I don't know if it was in t- time that way or not, but it was... It was There's, fantastic. I don't know how it could be, but I I'm gonna pretend that it was totally intentional. <laughs> I don't know. I I could see them trying to time the updates. Like I hey, hold this for like a couple days. We've got you know um bad batch third third times the charm right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. I feel like you know you're, when your parents going down the list of kids you know <laughs> Clone War. I mean Rebel. I mean Bad Batch. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I maybe they maybe they tried to hold it. I don't know. But it, yeah, it's so Braca is just visually is so impressive it's so cool to see all of the crashed ships and it makes sense too from the mythological standpoint because or the the um world building because last episode we saw the separatist droid army be decommissioned in previous episodes we've seen other ways the republic is turning into the empire and this shows the shipyard piece yep. of that yeah it's it's really well done it is really well done yeah um yeah so they yeah and then yeah the bulk of the episode after that is uh they quickly find their way to a venator medical bay because uh rex knows one way to disable an inhibitor chip and and that's it uh yeah and then we are on to the meat which is wrecker wrecker's a good soldier and he follows orders that (sighs) to, to to see to see him basically and I to see how they animated him literally, I will say click on and just go from this record to um, Amini and just start raining heck all over everybody. I mean, to grab tech and just throw him against a wall and he and Hunter fighting. Um, I, I give so many props to the animators. Yeah, and D does it as as a huge part of it as well. But the physical transformation of Wrecker is really impressive. Mm-hmm. Yep, like and the the way from the way he is um, framed in the shot, like to mm-hmm. every piece of it, he just yeah. suddenly you and realize what it probably looks like to have Wrecker on the other side. Yeah, yeah. it's 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 kind of terrifying. You really worry for for Omega. You know, they they started the episode where the two are. They're reinforcing how the two are like best friends and eating popcorn mm. together and that sort of thing. And then later on to have him like pursuing her through these halls, almost like a, a, a episode of a horror movie or something, you know, well, like it's, it, it's terrifying. It reminded, 
it reminded me, and there's one shot that reminded me of one of the kids, I think, in like uh, Revenge of the Sith. Mm. Just I it just it's just weird how I'm sitting there looking at her. She's holding this big gun and there is this big, I will say beast, out of control beast, just stalking her. And to see the animators put that look of fear on an animated character's face was mm-hmm. incredible to see. You know, and then then when she finally got inside, it might have been, I think, one of the other med bays to try and hide. Mm-hmm. You know, and I actually say it was a really good misdirection where <laughs> yeah. you thought she was going to hide. But it, it worked out very well how she was going to look like she was going to hide behind this one wall. But naturally, when you go behind that wall, when Wrecker pulled away the, the thing covering it, she wasn't there. But just to get that feeling of her behind the wall where he didn't look. You knew that at some point that thing that was covering her was just going to fly off, and boom, there he was. Mm-hmm. And and he would have killed her. Like, oh yeah, he would have. He would have killed her, and and that's what's so heartbreaking. Is you see that friendship early on that's reinforced, and then he would have killed her had Rex not stepped in at the last minute and 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 managed to stun him. And it's just the whole thing is is heartbreaking. And we were we were kind of wrong on our theories about how this might go down. Would he, Ahsoka be involved? We go to Ahsoka or whatever, but. You know, it turns out that because they helped uh, Caleb Doom on Collar, they're in direct violation of Order sixty six, and he's got to take yeah. it out. And yeah. ugh, it, I thought they paid it off so well. It was it was really I, well done. Yeah, I really appreciate the addition of good soldiers follow orders. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's just yeah. They, there's a a, te- a a new trend, I think, to like make the Mimi line that you know gets goes around social media. But I feel like they, you know, this is the way from the Mandalorian. Like, yeah, it was fu- it's a good line, but it, you know, I don't know if it deserved to be plastered over Twitter everywhere. But like this one, they've added some very very good weight to it, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm here for it. It's kind of chilling and, when you hear it. You're like, oh oh no, here it goes. <laughs> yeah, and and in this this is so much different than than the this is the way thing. This is one to where when you hear good soldiers follow orders, that puts a chill, especially the way Dee Bradley did it as Wrecker, puts a chill down your spine. Because yeah. you know he's not going to stop. Because because even, even Rex did warn them that if that inhibitor chip went off, since Omega doesn't have it, she would still be, even though she had nothing to do with it, in violation of Order 66, and they would go after her. Because she was helping the other clones. Yep. Yep, oh, it was it was so good. And speaking of th- things they did really well, the the way in which they really built up the uh, how scary it is, right, to have this surgery. And we, we you know we, they kind of go through it very quickly in Clone Wars and and have the uh, the chips removed and everything's fine, everyone's fine. But like even for especially for an animated show, like you you got this brain surgery going on. It's it's not an easy thing. You know, and it, it is scary, both for the person mm. undergoing it, as well as the people, you know, your family and friends, you know, around around the person. Like, it, I know from experience, it's it's pretty scary to like, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. And they really did a good right. job of of um, kind of reinforcing that and, and kind of showing just how uh, how worrying and how scary it can be for for all of them, including Omega, who's like, I don't want not having the surgery. What happens if you all die? Right. It was a really nice and moment. That, 
and that's that's an interesting thing that that I was surprised it wasn't addressed that at least Hunter would have sat there and said, you know, hey, you know, kid, worst comes to worst, Rex will take you, you know, because that was said when Rex was like standing behind her. Don't know all the particulars of why that wasn't said, but I was kind of expecting something like that. Yeah. So. Yeah. And even after the surgery, right, when when Wrecker almost doesn't wake up right away, again, they just like, they again they just hit you with the emotion of like wreckers was just minutes before uh at least in the show maybe it was i don't know half an hour an hour or whatever i don't know how long the procedure took but right. not that long before he was standing over over omega ready to kill her and yet yeah you know she instantly forgives him noah's knows it's not his fault and sits by his side while he's unconscious waiting for him to wake up refusing to go anywhere until he does and it just really shows her her heart, and I thought they just did a really good I, job. Yeah, I really appreciate. It. I think it's paid off that they they didn't. I, a couple of episodes I predicted that we would get an episode each week where it involves uh, Omega bonding with each member of the batch. I'm glad they've focused it almost entirely on uh, Hunter and Wrecker. Yeah, I feel like it it made all this episode work much much better. Yep. Yeah, it's it's smart. It, you know, it, with only this is only the seventh episode, right? If they had one per, they would have, uh, it it, it would have been spread out a little too much, probably. And they've really managed to, um, to to show their relationship. And and you know, he wakes up and they get the mantel mix to to you know, she gives him mantel mix to celebrate. And again, it's so touching. Yeah, but from her pocket, I mean, jeez, you. <laughs> That's like uh, a little my, kid. That's like a little kid walking up to you with like this this handful of like candy he had stuck in his pocket, and like look, and there's all anyway. <laughs> yeah, Minor details, Todd. It's yeah. it's fine. Although you know, Wrecker was basically eaten by a Dianoga, so what's a little stale mantel mix? Yeah, right? good point. Good point. <laughs> I mean, I, I think he even said that. Whoa, it smelled bad on the inside too. <laughs> That that was we didn't talk about that. That was a fun scene too, where like he's trying to like cross the chasm with the rope and falls in the water and is almost eaten by a Dianoga. It, you know, I guess they're pretty easy to escape. They either don't like they still tried to go after him, but we don't seem to like to eat all, humans. All I'm seeing here is that Wrecker is expanding from head trauma into full body trauma. So <laughs> yeah. poor guy. Yep. <laughs> oh man, yeah, this was a. This was a great episode, though. It, it was. Um, I thought they just nailed so much of it. Yeah, I was, you know, kind of being a little, a little critical of, of of how they wrapped up too neatly. But I can't complain about the episode itself. It just, it delivered. Yes, it delivered on many, many, many fronts. It really, it really did. Yeah. Speaking of that, should we just should we go into our ratings? Because I think. I'm I'm good with covered that. I think we're just good. about everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um Rock, paper, scissors, who goes first? Well, I'll I'll take it. I yeah. haven't gone first in a while. Okay. Um Yeah, you know what so this again, it was so cool to see Rex back. I was so thrilled to see them address the the chip in Wrecker and actually get the chips out of all of them. So now they're all in theory um safe now and 
what they do, like will they try to bring Crosshair back and help him as well, or I don't know. I'm very curious to see to see what they do, where they go. I was a little bummed that Rex was kind of you know in and out so quickly, but it was still so nice to see him and like hearing his theme again, especially when he walks off into the mist, which is again beautifully animated, or even just hearing him talk about tell uh fives i'm sorry echo and everyone else about how fives was the one who tried to warn them about the chips and everything and of course you know echo and fives were they were part of the same squad originally um just the little little nice touches i think were just so so well done being able to see um braca from jedi fallen order and how beautiful the animation was there in the whole world i just thought they did a a phenom- phenomenal job. And yeah, I, I complained a little bit about how neatly they tied everything up. And I'm very curious to see where they go. They're hinting something about the empire next week. And actually I've seen some tweets from Lucasfilm employees around like how great next week is. So I think it'll be another big episode, mm-hmm. but we'll see, you know, this was, this episode was great. And um, yeah, I'm going to have to give this uh nine and a half womp rats out of, out of 10. I thought it was a wonderful episode. And my nine and a half Womp Rats are, um, I'm going to feed them to the Dianoga. Wow. That wow. just seems unnecessary, William. You know what? Good Womp Rats follow orders. Uh, <laughs> very true. Oh, God. Okay, you know what? I'm going to go next. Um, okay, I'm gonna. I have said enough within this episode. I love this episode. I'm actually going to just give this a flat out nine, because I'm afraid this is going to be better episodes coming down the line that uh, I'm also trying not to do halves. But anyway, I'm gonna like do a nine with this one. Um, my favorite scene is in the bar with Rex sitting there with the hand on his on his blaster, worried that they were going to go off at any moment. I thought that was. There were many things within this episode that made things tense, especially when Wrecker was chasing Omega. But that scene where you just could see within Rex and animators got to give you credit. You could just and and Deep Bradley got to give you credit too. the emotion that came out within that scene. You could just feel it that he just really did not want to do it, but he experienced it firsthand and he didn't want to bury any more of his brothers. So I, I have to give this episode a nine. And you see my nine Womp Rats. The, the one thing we never really covered is there were a bunch of little creatures that were running through the uh, Venator-class spaceship as they were uh, going through, other than the Dianoga. Um, those are actually Womp Rats. And those are the same nine Womp Rats you saw in each of those episodes. I mean, each of those scenes for so long. The Womp Rat extras? Those nine extras yeah. they just paid to yes. run around everywhere? Yep. Exactly. Yep. yep. So there you go. <sighs> Steven, so, you're up. I, yeah, so I think I'm actually going to go. I'm going to go slightly lower than both of you. Um, so I'm going to give it eight and a half out of ten. Not because I thought it was a bad episode, but I, I, I wasn't. Uh, I don't rank it up there with like the greats of, you know, Clone Wars, Rebels, or Mandalorian. Um, but a very good episode nonetheless. Um, I think the biggest thing is that I'm very curious to how we will look back on this episode. Uh, at the when we do our season recap, mm-hmm. um, as we kind of talked about, my expectation was the story of season one of Bad Batch is the story of the chip. 
and how they learn about it and then eventually overcome it to the point of rescuing Crosshair and then re- and with Rector as a stepping stone. Um, having it this early makes me wonder if we're not going to see a different story start up in the second half. Um, and that's not even a, a bad thing necessarily, but I'm, I'm very curious to see um, how it ends up looking. Um, and actually, so it's it's funny, Tom. So you there's you are nine Womp Rats that are stranded on the Venator. Mm-hmm. Um, my eight and a half Womp Rats, they're actually part of a pirate gang that are attacking or sneaking on to Bracca uh. in an attempt to salvage the Venator and their lost crew members so that they can, you know, start their pirating ways across the galaxy. Do you have a feeling they're going to probably try and bring back that nine hill? Sorry. Um, Wrong, wrong, wrong. sorry. Dif- yeah. Different timeline or <laughs> um, same timeline, yeah. different, different decade, different century. Yeah, point. Well, no, these know, are just your average run of the mill Womp Rat pirates. So they'll work with Hondo. I mean, they they have a contentious relationship with Hondo, but okay, really yeah, everyone can, can say that. So that I can believe. Who doesn't have a contentious relationship with Hondo? Really? Yeah. I mean, I think that's just part of, part of Hondo. <laughs> I, I agree. I mean, it's one of those things when you even go walking on to the uh, Millennium Falcon ride at Disneyland, you have a contentious. Yeah, you, you, you get the idea. Yes, indeed. Yep. Well, William, do you want to tell us about the next episode? Yeah, well, believe it or not, uh, the next episode is going to be season one, episode eight of The Bad Batch. Sorry, well, what's the source for that? Um, my super secret sources, actually, uh, according uh, to okay. leaks inside Lucasfilm, uh, the next episode will be uh, after episode seven will be episode eight. And cool. uh, and yeah, there's no title, uh, no, no synopsis as per usual. So we'll just have to wait and see. But next week marks the halfway point in the season. So, yeah, I don't know. Steven, maybe you're right. Maybe next week is a big episode and it's kind of like the midway point And then the second half is a. Maybe it's a slightly different story. I don't know. It's interesting because if you think about it, looking, you couldn't start a story about, say, the underworld from the opening episode of The Bad Batch. Mm -hmm. It it doesn't make sense for them to be part of that yet. So I I do wonder if we're going to see a a transformational episode where we wrap up some of the plot points from the first half of the season and move into something new for the second half. Mm Good point. Whether it's, you know, Rebel Alliance related with Rex and maybe Ahsoka, whether it's Underworld related with Fennec Shan, Boba Fett, and Jabba the Hutt. I'm, that's where, that's my bet, is that we're, we may actually wrap up the Crosshair episode next week. Interesting. Or arc next week. Yeah. Interesting. They, Full they prediction, might. I'm probably going to be wrong, but let's find out. Yeah. You know what? We have absolutely no idea what the title of the episode is, so we'll have to find out when we get there. Yep. I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, I, I think, I think you might be, I think you might be right, or at least bit, some sort of big thing will, will happen, but yep. I don't know. We will, we will see. We'll be back next week with all of our thoughts on the eighth episode of the bad batch. We'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you for listening to the Ion Cannon Podcast, your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away. For over a decade, Ion Cannon has covered every corner of the saga, from the films and animated series like The Clone Wars and Rebels, to books, comics, games, and more. If you like what you hear, please rate us in your favorite podcast client. Your review will help this show grow within the Star Wars community. We can be found at our website, ioncannoncast.com, and you can follow us through Facebook and Twitter. 
to email us, you can do so at contact at ioncannoncast.com. The Ion Cannon Podcast is not associated with Lucasfilm, The Walt Disney Company, or any and all of their respective trademarks or copyright holders. Any opinion expressed on the show are that of the hosts. This podcast is a production by fans, for fans, and is copyright 2018.